Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. and welcome to another episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric and I'll be your host for this evening where we will be reviewing Spiral, which may or may not be from the Book of Saw. That's a topic of discussion on, on the table tonight. First up, joining me back in, not New York City, John, I, I've already decided I'm not going to remember it anymore because it's useless at this point. Please welcome the business manager of Bloody Good Horror, John Schnars, to the show. Eric, what is the Book of Saw? That's a question... I think we're going to need to answer. Um, I like, guess was there, is, a, was there a book referenced in the other movie? My guess—it's the inspe- inspection ma- or the instruction manual that comes with the saw. I'm going to have to guess few words, lots of pictures. <laughs> Just a thought. I was trying to name a book from the Bible to be like, "Oh, it comes after," <laughs> and I was like. Ah. Joe, is that one? <laughs> next up, next up on the show, bringing the biblical humor. All the way from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin to the show. Hello. I'm happy that Schnars is close to me geographically still. I'll always like Marilyn Schnars. Eh, for now. Maryland. We'll always have Maryland. We'll always have Maryland. <laughs> we'll always have Annapolis. It's like that, uh, it's like that uh, Billy Crystal movie, Forget Paris, only it's Maryland and crabs. Is that a Billy Crystal? It is. It's terrible. Don't okay. don't make me talk about it. I'm sorry about I'll, that. I'll take you up on that. Next up on the show from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. And last up tonight, first time guest on BGH. We told you new people are coming on. I, I do what I say, Schnars. This is what's happening. Please welcome from the Zombie Girls podcast, Rachel, to the show. Rachel, I don't know where you're coming from because I didn't ask. Hi, oh, hi, everybody. Glad you're here. <laughs> um, very nervous. Uh, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. Yes. So, oh, essentially. West Coast. Yeah. West Coast. May, you might be the, I'm trying to think if we ever had somebody that, Far on the West Coast on the show. I'm not sure. The well, furthest away, zone. yeah, from Eric. Anyone else has ever been on the show? That's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally bragging rights right there. <laughs> I'm like 40 minutes from the Atlantic Ocean right now, so we're we're going coast to coast tonight, people. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, we're here tonight to talk about Spiral. So let's do it. Let's get into it. This is it, And we're back. I went on a, an odyssey today, John. Mm. I um, can't wait to hear about this one. I looked up the saw, the spiral Wikipedia. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so the story behind this movie wow. is that there, there have been, there has been different iterations of saw. Like basically people that were involved in some of the other saw sequels, I think in particular jigsaw, we're working on a new version of the, have been working on a new version of the movie for a little while now. You, you and, mean, what's his name? Tobin Bell? 
no, no, like no. I mean, like who... the writer, the people who wrote Jigsaw, oh, uh, the people you, who wrote you, the you. movie Jigsaw yeah. were developing a new Saw movie, and there were different iterations, some of which were going to straight up bring back Tobin Bell as, which is, yeah, uh, newsflash, <laughs> I don't care what happened in this movie, that's what you should have done. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I thought you said it, Jake Saw, as like, like that was somebody's <laughs> name. Jake Saw. <laughs> <laughs> He's the namesake of this series. Um, so he has neighbor. the same writers as Jigsaw. Well, yeah, so here's what happened. So in parallel, Chris Rock was like, I want to make horror movies. This is what I do now. And he ran into, at like a party, or this is in the Wikipedia. He like ran into somebody from Lionsgate at a party, pitched them this idea. So they're like, okay, you have a name. Let's We're going to work with you. So they then basically teamed him up with writers involved in the Saw franchise to like pitch stuff to Chris Rock. And then they sort of just went back and forth taking pieces of scripts. Like this thing is just like, it has been many different things at different times. Even in this iteration, that explains a lot. even yeah. in this iteration, <laughs> there were discussions had about involving, even if he's not, wasn't going to be alive. There were discussions had about giving more credence to like the jigsaw character. They ultimately decided they wanted to make it kind of as much of a separate, like spinoff as possible. Um, so but it I, had a kind of I fascinating would, life before it became this movie. I do remember the like I someone had explained this maybe on this show even as like the Chris Rock saw movie like that he I did know that or at least had like seen that maybe written that way. Yeah. Uh, but that's actually super helpful. And I and to Casey's point explains like a lot about what's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, the major question that you come away from this movie is like, what the fuck is Chris Rock doing? But here's what uh, I took away from it, honestly, and it's just a fascinating Hollywood thing, I guess. Like, you know, presumably these dudes who have written some of these Saw sequels are like into it. They enjoy it. I'm sure it's really good money. They had this whole project going on, and then it was suddenly like, hey, uh, Chris Rock is your boss now, so make him convince him of what's happening. Uh, just kind of fascinating. It sounds like, you know, how much things changed course at some point. <laughs> the moral of that story is, John, that I can read, too. <laughs> the moral is you've heard of Wikipedia. Not just, not, you're not the only one who can read on this sort of podcast, yeah. John. Fair. Um, with that said, John, please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word, whirl. That is W-H-O-R-L. Whirl. Uh, so whirl, the, the generic definition, a pattern of spirals or concentric circles. So, uh, but most commonly, and like, I, I'll be honest with you, I was not 100% clear that whirl was actually a word as separate from whirl with an I, I you know, but here we are. Uh, apparently this one is used more frequently in sort of biology circles. So in zoology, each of the turns or convolutions in a, in a shell of a gastropod or uh, aminoid mollusk. A gastropod. So a gastropod like this, is like a really pretentious chef, I think, right? Uh, <laughs> it would be. It would actually be the podcast of... That's uh, a really specific really Food Network joke. <laughs> I think Caitlin got me. No. Um, <laughs> and then in botany, botany is uh, plant stuff, Eric, uh, a set of leaves, flowers, or branches springing from the stem at the same level, encircling it. Ooh. So basically, if you want to impress your friends and you see like circly, swirly stuff happening in nature, the word is whirl. I love it. So thanks, John. Uh, yeah, it comes to us from the English word "whirl" with an "i," like a whirly, so, like a whirly bird. 
oral. I think they just were pronouncing it weirdly. And then people started writing. I don't know, but yeah. Do they have those John in places that are not the Northeast? Really? But you know, the trees that like those things come down and they do that. Yes. Uh, I, I always call like, them helicopters. Yes. Yeah. Helicopters. Yeah. yeah. That's the other there's thing. a, there's a Pokemon called Poliwhirl. That's the other. There thing. is. That's where my mind went. He has was, a little tummy. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Pokemon talk. John, tell me about Spiral from the Book of Saw or whatever the. <laughs> what? What is there to tell, really? Uh, the, so, I mean, you covered some of the important background. Uh, we should also mention, directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, mm-hmm. who, I mean, over the lifetime of Bloody Good Horror, I have probably described as one of my least favorite directors <laughs> of all time. Um, I was trying to click on. He's got just, a. He's got a style. He did, uh, I'm going to get it wrong. I think he did like three of the other Saw movies. Um, he did multiple so, Saw sequels. He also did that repo, a genetic opera was like a big thing. Yeah, I, he did that movie 11, 11, 11, I think yes, too. Yeah. Ooh, which is up there. Oh, he did the second Saw actually. So, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, so Darren Lynn Bowsman, uh, as, as we discussed, written by Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger, who were the writers on Jigsaw. They wrote, they've written actually a bunch of stuff, horror-y things that Goldfinger, we've seen. Goldfinger, hell of a discussed. last name. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so as we were discussing, Chris Rock is the central character. The film opens with a pretty... I don't know, memorable, iconic, whatever you want to call it, jigsaw setup. So you've got Dude, this police officer. First kill is fucking awesome. He's he's a it's a crooked cop. I will I will say describe this one in detail. I will not describe any of the others in Please. detail. But Hold. it's pretty important, right? John, because like John, do it it's, do it slow. Do do it slow. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> this set, but it is important because it sets up sort of like where the rest of the film's going. So you've got this he's a crooked cop who has put a bunch of people in jail by lying on the stand. That's and he is captured uh, at like a f- carnival. He like chases someone basically mm-hmm. down into the sewers. Um, and then J- I'm just going to say jigsaw. I know it's not jigsaw. I know it's a different <laughs> person, but like, does he have a name? But, is he like Mr. the spiral? Snuggles. Mr. Yeah, well, Mr. that's Snuggles. what, no, isn't Pink that what man. the, no, isn't the puppet called Mr. Snuggles or something? Though? Oh, you mean you, oh, you the, the actual guy. Yeah. What's the guy called? Did they Boilers. give him a, did they get, Shank? Shank? No, no, I mean, like, did he have a nickname, I guess, is what I mean. Like, instead of, like, oh, Billy. Yeah. Billy was the mm-hmm. little tricycle one, right? Yeah. I just mean, like, Tobin. Like, you say so. John, just say killer. Mr. Snuggles is the name of the pig. Just say yeah. killer. How John. did you guys follow that movie franchise so much that you picked up on that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's been a dark So I only... <laughs> The, all right. So in any event, he gets trapped down there. The the killer captures him, and the setup is that he his tongue is in a vice. He is suspended from the ceiling of the subway train uh, line, like on the track. The train is coming, and the only way he cannot get killed by the train is to, I guess, bite off his own tongue. No, he um, said jump, and it'll like rip it out. Oh yeah, yeah, right. It, it, his body weight. He could kick the. He had. A, he was standing on like a rickety chair, and he could kick the chair out. His body weight would rip the tongue out, and then he'd get away. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's really pretty gruesome. Um, spoiler alert: He does not do that, and he gets, <laughs> he gets mangled by this train. Um, and so, th- but that basically. Teases, so then we we sort of smash cut to Chris Rock. We can come back to it, I think, because like. 
how they introduce Chris Rock and oh this God. like setup of him being like undercover but not undercover is like <laughs> his loose five minute stand up bit. Crazy. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, the weird undercover scene followed by five straight minutes of him bebopping and scatting all over the place. Like just yeah, yeah. It's so, but in any event, he's a cop. He's a detective in Metro Police Department. Like this was the other thing I wanted to talk about at some point. City. They, they avoid ever naming the city. There I is bet. one. Sh- there's there's two different. I think that's uh, a saw effects. thing. Like saw is kind of in like the every city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the overhead shots was Philadelphia. I mean, I grew up outside oh, Philadelphia. What you're I know what Philadelphia. Yeah, it was a hundred percent Philadelphia. But but the rest, the other, there was another one that wasn't. In any event, whatever it is, it's a city where every building's interior is entirely made of exposed brick. Yes. <laughs> and like every uh, factory is completely just yeah. defunct and rotting. It's like there's there is like literally infinite numbers of places to set up saw traps. I used to so, say that about the saw warehouseton. like the saw <laughs> series at some point. Wouldn't anybody who owns an abandoned factory just throw some cameras up in there like just in case? Just, just to be safe. Yeah, just to know. You never know. All right. So uh, let me try to get through because the setup is like actually pretty convoluted. So Chris Rock, he's a detective in Metro. We haven't his gotten to the first scene yet. His father was Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson was the chief of police. Now he's just like retired and, and around. Um, you So basically the jigsaw, the, the killer, the jigsaw acolyte, the person who has read the book of Saw and now committing spiral crimes or whatever we call them Warl crimes Warl. <laughs> good 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 use um, that person uh is is going only after the cops and so it's sort of like slowly and i mean not all that slowly revealed that it's like a super crooked department all these cops have done like their own nasty shit there's like a cop who shot someone there's the cop who lied on the stand there's uh the other cop who not just shot someone, but like at like a traffic stop, just straight up murdered a person like on camera. I mean, it was, there's like all kinds of crazy stuff. So, um, but that's, that's sort of the setup. And so you have Chris Rock who's trying to, he, he catches the case, the first subway case. And so he basically advocates to be the lead on this, you know, new jigsaw thing, but it's like targeting the cops. So there's like all kinds of craziness and they all are kind of lashing at each other. I, there's like other shit that's going on that we could get into, but I mean, like that's sort of the baseline, I think. You know, that brings up interesting questions plot lines for me. That uh, review there, sure, like on how he caught the case or if he was targeted. Mm, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Well, let's get into it, Rachel. What did yes. you think? And you were telling us pre-show you've been going on like a Saw Odyssey. Yeah. So you I had were, a, you were self abusing, you were self harming. <laughs> we all have our thinking. Um, no, I'd never seen these movies. I had avoided them forever. I'm known on my podcast as the wimp of the show, so I'd never seen a single saw. But a friend of mine, they're his favorite movies, and when I was drunk, he talked me into watching all of them in preparation for this movie. So I spent about a month in uh, Jigsaw's lair, watched <laughs> them all, and uh, by the time I got to this one, I was like, what a breath of fresh. Look at this. <laughs> straightforward plot yeah <laughs> so i do feel like um my take on this like i have two sort of opinions of it on like if you just look at it in the larger scope of horror movies it, it's not very good but if you compare it like in the context of the saw averse this is one of the better ones 
maybe the best. Yeah, Ooh, bold. Right, well, I mean, back to that, but like, <laughs> my favorite part about this, John now has to wait. John has to wait like John has to wait like five minutes now to respond to that, which I love. Um, thank you, Rachel, Casey. What do you think? So I didn't hate this movie altogether, but I would argue that it's not necessarily a Saw movie either. This movie, to me, kind of switched halfway through to like a detective procedural show, and. I'm okay with that. I enjoy those shows from time to time. Wasn't what I was expecting. I wanted to see a lot more traps and a lot more weight to the traps than we did, but it kind of felt like everything was just kind of thrown in, like, ooh, crazy. And then they stepped back a bit, and they also didn't handle the big reveal at the end. And I won't spoil the reveal at the end, but there was always, to me, it felt like in the Saw movies, they at least tried to build up to a big kind of emotional turn. And when this happened, and this time around for Spiral, they just kind of turned the corner and said, here they are. <laughs> and there wasn't really a whole lot of setup. So it kind of took the weight out of it. Other than that, though, I mean, I kind of enjoyed Chris Rock. I didn't think he was terrible. Kaylin. Well, uh, John hinted at Chris Rock entering the movie in a very bizarre way. Like it's like he's working on his next like five minutes of stand up and just workshopping it. It's he very wants bizarre. Everything, okay? He wants everything. And it is it's completely like, out of sync with the tone of the rest of the movie. Yeah. It is. And I feel like they were like, Okay, Chris Rock is in this movie, so we need to like at least get, you know, viewer buy in at the beginning. Um, so that was felt like a completely different movie. It's I, I feel like it could have used more saw traps. I mean, they were they were good, and we can get into them, but it felt, and everyone sort of alluded to this, but it gets a little bit sort of like, what is it in um, Law and Order when it's like IAB, the Internal Affairs Bureau, comes in? Like it's very much that. Like it feels like an episode of Law and Order where there's a lot of like inner departmental drama, um, which isn't bad. I mean, it was an interesting story, but it just didn't feel like a classic saw movie. Um, I also would be remiss if I didn't mention the voice because we <clears> used <throat> to get the voice that was like, hello, I'd like to play a game. And this one is like, hello, Eric, you, know, you are a terrible cop. I saw that. <laughs> it's like I saw that. It does sound like Kermit a little bit. I'm kind of. Yeah, you're a you're good impression. You know what, Caitlin? I don't, <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind the voice, but I hear you. It's, oh. it's pretty jarring difference. Um, they initially had, according to my reading I did, John, they had thought about just okay. making it the same voice, but it was they were afraid it would confuse people and they would immediately start thinking that like Jigsaw was back or something. Yeah, Tobin Bell was still around. Yeah. Well, the point being, Mary cannot stop doing the voice and <laughs> she's very good at it. And um, <laughs> it's just a constant stream of Kermit Jigsaw voice. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's got a, lot a of yeah, it's got a little bit of like, um, it's so that it says that it's, I, I guess I don't know that I would have guessed this, but that it's like clipped together from snippets of a voice. It sounds like an AI kind of putting together speech, which is yeah, can be creepy, but the it's the tone of it, the voice that's kind of weird. It's very well, high compared high, to like yeah. the like sort of graveliness of the old saw. Um but and then I will say without getting into spoilers, this movie is made for people like me because a lot of you saw the twist coming and I must have been like on my phone for a lot of this. And I was like, <gasps> oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I did not see yeah. it coming because I did not put it together. It. I'll just okay. put that on the table. I did not. In retrospect, it is very, very obvious, I think. <laughs> but well, and they I, show I, you no. with a flashback from like 20 minutes ago in the movie to make you feel like <laughs> we got to talk about the goddamn flashbacks. It's the number obscene. of times. All right. So 
Can I go? Can I go really quick? <laughs> I really <laughs> like. Really I really enjoy the power of you having to ask me that. Yes, John. You I'm go. gonna go for like five minutes. No, I, I'll try not. To. Um, I so Rachel's. I, the question of where this fits in the song—that's <laughs> actually like a really important. The thing I will say, because I did not see the Jigsaw film, so Ooh. the last one I saw was the Saw Jigsaw 3D. was a prequel. Ooh. The J- Jigsaw, oh, I believe, Jigsaw is like a twist prequel, where at the end you find out that the killer doing all this stuff was actually Jigsaw. Like it's his first. You're seeing his first Saw. Jig. So jigsaw. I told you. I think I said a Rima. I read the Wikipedia for Jigsaw. I have no goddamn idea what happens in that movie. So the like, la- it doesn't. So it doesn't matter. Out. It doesn't matter. Just establish. It's just a prequel. But the in any event, the last like canon one is the one where they bring like Carrie Elwes back at the end, and now Carrie Elwes is also a disciple of Saw Man. I thought Saw 3D was the last one, wasn't it? I think that's it. Jigsaw's after 3D. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, yeah. Jigsaw. Yeah. 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 So my point was just I haven't seen one since Saw 3D, which what's that like six years ago? I feel like it's like a pretty long time. Yeah. And there was an element of like slipping into a warm bath for me with the like subway kill because like, ah, uh, like in a good way, you're not in like a, it's yeah, your yeah. life is too hard kind of way. You're going to The movies yeah. are so fucking outrageous. Like there's so, <laughs> and I had forgotten. I'm actually, I like just want to hear Rachel talk about some of those like, <laughs> like four, five, six at some point, because there's like certain elements that were when you're watching like number six and you've seen, you know, you're, you're just, it's like, it's so incomprehensible, even in, even while it's happening. But it's also like I've committed to seeing mm-hmm. this to this point. So it's like, yeah, like what, what's his name? Costas Mandalore was like the main character in like three of them. I mean, th- he is like not <laughs> like a actor who gets a lot of work, you know. <laughs> no, so, no. <laughs> um, in any event, there was an el- there was an element where I was like, oh, oh, we're back, we're back here. Like here we are. The the flashbacks, Eric, because you you you. There is a moment in the first like 15 it's minutes. Every 90 movie, seconds. It flashes back to something that was revealed to us five minutes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, what is happening? As Chris Rock is looking off in the distance, like putting it together, like, oh. Yeah. Like, am I having a stroke? Like, they, they, they need to show me this again. So it never lets up. It's not just once, it is the entire no, no, film. There's, is, there's, there's a flashback every few minutes. It's crazy. But what was, what's interesting is like, in those, when, what's interesting? It's not that interesting. Like in some of the, in like Saw Five and Six, they're flashing back to like Saw Three. I feel like I feel like there was like all, and there were times in those movies where I'm like, I don't even know what this flashback is. Like, what the fuck is happening here? It was the opposite. It was like this thing just happened five minutes ago, and now you're showing it to me again. But I still like appreciated that it was like the gimmick or the like the. Uh, I don't know that like creative element of the flashback. They just like felt like it needed to be there. I don't know. So um, the movie's terrible. You, like, en- it's, you enjoyed their commitment really, to the bit is what you're saying. It's yeah. The, the like, gimmicks of it. No, I mean, it's, I found this to be like almost unwatchably bad. <laughs> Probably until honestly, until the third act, I will give credit to the see, fact that yeah. I did not see the twist or I didn't. Casey, you said that uh, you were sort of like surprised, like that you felt like they like surprised you with the reveal almost like you didn't feel like they built up to it kind of in the right way. You're on mute there. That's why I'm Wait to it is what yeah. I say. Well, I, I similarly like almost wasn't ready for them to do the reveal. And so when it happened, I was like, oh, there it is. Now <laughs> we're being, it's being revealed. So like it, there was something weird about it, but like when it happens, it like it fit like. 
I thought the the script was like literally on. I couldn't believe they had shot a script this bad for like a long, <laughs> large part of the movie. And then at the end, I was like, all right, like tip of the cap. Like this all came together. And, uh, you know, it doesn't excuse a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the way Chris Rock acts, which I did not think was worth his time, really. I mean, if this is what he wants to be doing, like, God bless. But um, I don't know. So, yeah. It's I wonder not if good. it's one of those situations. What else do you expect him to be doing? Well, but like, I wonder if it's a situation where he wants to do like serious stuff and no one's giving it to him. So he's like, screw it. I'm just going to produce my own movie and give myself the role. I mean, listen, if I had Chris Rock money, I would be like, of course, I'm yeah, making a song movie. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We, we talked about, uh, at some point in the past, like he did the last season of Fargo, which I thought was like people, it was like not Pete Fargo. People didn't love it as much, but I thought it was good. And I thought he was solid in it, you he's, know? So, I mean, whatever yeah. he can do this kind I of work. I wouldn't call him saying, uh, good here so much. His, he says words okay. He does not react to other people in a convincing manner. Like, that's kind of my biggest no. beef with his acting style. He'll make faces that just do not fit what he's trying to like convey at that moment. John, I'm like kind of in between like you and Rachel, which is interesting. Like, I appreciate the attempt to like go back to basics, so to speak. And I dig the gritty procedural vibe that they have going on here i think that 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 first kill dude when he simultaneously gets his tongue ripped out and gets exploded by a train is amazing it's unfortunately i think the high point of the movie (laughs) it happens in the first five minutes his body literally explodes too it's (laughs) i don't know if that's sort of like here's the thing is like i I enjoyed this movie a decent amount but i'm with you john (laughs) It is not just bad. It's like amateurish in a lot of ways, which is kind of crazy. One thing I'll point to is the casting is God awful. And it's not just Chris Rock. This movie has what I call like actor cop syndrome where like, this is not a precinct. This is like, I guess the precinct of cops where they're actually all actors. Cause there is not a convincing cop in this entire movie. They're like, nobody's convincing, which kind of takes you out of it. And well, it's, they're all very evil too. Like well, as cops. This is like, a thing. <laughs> this is a thing that to me is on their faces. This is a thing that to me is kind of <laughs> the an department it, of mustache twirling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing to me that is very present in all the Saw movies, which is that they spend so much time on the set design and the like cinematography on the like traps that anything out in the real world feels so fake. It's like every wall looks like you could push it over. Every scene looks like a fake place. Like this guy's apartment with this brick all around. Like it just looks like two walls that they aimed the camera at and there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like nothing holds up to any kind of like visual scrutiny and it makes it all feel like very, that combined with this very terrible acting makes everything feel like kind of paper thin. Um, and at some point in the movie, it's really interesting, John, do you hear about, to hear you talk about the slipping into a warm bath thing? Cause you're dead on. Like I was talking today about how much I used to enjoy the yearly saw movies as just as a theater Halloween theater ritual. And what those sequels trafficked in as bad as they were is ridiculousness. Like they were so much, so stupid. And part of it is obviously like, just fun to talk about on the show. To me, this movie misses the mark, but like I, so I kind of at the same time, I admire it for trying to take this back to something simpler and more effective. But by three quarters of the way through, I was like, 
I think I just want stupid escape room with a bunch of people getting chopped up. Like, I don't think I want this serious take on this because they can't really do this very well either. It's it's, only two traps, three traps. Really, Here's the thing. Because Chris Rock was involved, I expected a higher level of production and writing on this movie. But now that I'm especially reading the lineage of it, I think they made a mistake by just giving like having Chris Rock involved, but also having the rest of the Saw crew involved. If I'm sorry, but if you want to make this better, like, and you want to let Chris Rock do his thing, just let him do his thing and go find his own production people. Like, I don't know. Cause it, because to me, it feels of, of a quality with the last couple sequels, which were pretty bad. It's just that the story is a lot easier to follow. Like it's a lot less convoluted. I think. When was the last time you guys all watched one of the Saw sequels? How long has it been? When I saw oh. Jigsaw, so however long yeah, ago Jigsaw. that was. Yeah. I rewatched the first one not oh, too long ago. I mean, I'm, they're bad. Like, yeah. yeah. When I tell you <laughs> the degree of improvement in production value from <laughs> this one in 3D, it is like a whole new level. Okay. As bad as this looks, whoo, go back and watch 3D. For sure, like, yeah. Is, I mean, I don't have a lot of like current day perspective on it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not, I can't, I cannot defend this movie against the things you're saying, but I will say a lot of the things that you're like, this is terrible about this movie is very, very in keeping. But I also, listen, I also will leave room though, but what I'll also do is like, I'll totally, I can leave room for like enjoying a bad movie. And I think there's, there's a lot of that stuff here. Like you kind of my only hope on this one because <laughs> sometimes you and i have trash crossover and i'm like here no i feel like, like i think <laughs> especially if you dig like the saw movies this is kind of an interesting interpretation like it's different which is neat about yeah. it it did um, hit some of the beats for me like <clears throat> when so i'm a big fan of the theme the the song hello zep and when chris rock is this isn't really a spoiler but there's a scene where he's got the saw in his hand and he's handcuffed and it's like, it very much harkens back to the first one. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, oh. like I did get the sort of like, Oh, the, like Shara said, like warm bath, like, Oh, this feels so good. And the, the traps were, I did, I did have some nice moments and not the main twist, but like the little extra twist at the end. I was like, Oh, they got me. And that was pretty fun. <laughs> Kaylin's like you scamps. <laughs> I forgot. So th- I think there were three traps plus the like fine. So there's like four. If you count the last one, that scene where he has the saw and the other guy is like, why is the glass shooting? <laughs> like the machine, they, they basically, there's like several shots trying to like establish that there's this bottle machine that crushes the bottles, but then it's shooting the glass. Like, that's no, dude, okay. for glass. But those machines exist in real life. They never show you yeah, the full machine at once. They're glass shrapnel machines. They're made to shoot shrapnel yeah. at people. Yeah. John, that's, I don't, Everyone just, knows that. Are you that rich that you've never <laughs> I was, seen glass break, John? But, <laughs> <laughs> John, are you familiar with recycling? Um, I, mean, well, my, I guess, the, all right, sorry. The criticism I'm no, trying to No, that was by is, far think, the stupidest <laughs> trap. The vi- but the visual, like, uh, the, the you know, the sort of, the, the way that it is structured cinematically, the editing of it, I couldn't conceptualize like what was even happening other than like Listen, some bottles are falling and then glass is shooting out of all this hole. movie. Yeah. And I actually think this movie is pretty badly edited. And that's not the only scene that I think it causes some like spatial confusion in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like with the traps themselves, you said, John, there's only like four traps in this 
I always came away from these movies in the past that with you went to a Saw movie to see the traps. I mean, we watched like a 10-minute yeah. scene with Chester Bennington super glued to a car seat, right? <laughs> in one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't get that and anywhere anywhere here and usually they kind of linger on those traps a little bit like to your point john and they kind of spell those out of what's going on because they're usually kind of a a counter comment to something that that person's done or something you know yeah. that kind of weighs in on that well they and they were trying to do they were like when a they little did bit it, they did it the here. later well, sequels the too so that you know Italian. the starting really with the second one i think rachel you can help fill in my memory gaps on this one but yeah they started with like because in the second one everyone's trapped in that house like together Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. like part of what i miss here is that vibe and they they leaned into this hard in the later sequels where it was almost like an escape room where there was a bunch of people who had to kind of move through a maze and like then they would all just be in traps and stuff i mean 3d had the room that was just a hundred lawnmowers for three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like there was, I like, that's the budget. There does anybody like, I guess my, I guess my question is, does anybody else, did anybody else feel like the traps in this movie, like the setups got a little repetitive? No. Well, so Eric, what I, here's the thing I would say that's actually very related. And so I think Casey, you brought up the fact that this actually is mostly a pre- police procedural film like that. They, yeah. And that was definitely like an intentional choice. The thing that they, so all the, and again, Rachel, keep me honest, but like the other films have that element, right? Like Costas oh, yeah. Mandalore is the cop. And, yeah. but I mean, they the are in three are police procedurals. That's what the first three are. But to Eric's point, they are interspliced with you having more of a relationship with the victims. So you like meet them, you see them interact with each other. Even, I mean, even the first one, again, it's been like literally decades since I've seen the first one, but or at least one decade. Um, 30 they, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw, I saw before it was big. Um, but like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that part is completely out the window here. You, yeah. What's weird is because the victims are the cops. So like you're getting the police procedural and like theoretically getting to know the victims that way, but they're, they're so cartoonishly evil and yeah. cops in a, in a setting like this, especially, you know, when you know they're crooked, like they're, they're like coded as bad. So whereas like in the other films, like even the bad people that are getting killed by Jigsaw are like, like, they've got a kid or like whatever, you know, like there's, I don't know. They kind of blindsided you each time. They gave you something to like about them and whatnot. Here we get kind of a plot drop. It's like with Amanda. Amanda is like someone struggling with addiction and like he's trying in his perverted and terrible way to in his mind help her mm-hmm. and these are very much punishments which is fine I mean they're all bad people but like John said I, I don't have any like I'm like yeah fill her up with wax like she sucks you know like, <laughs> oh I totally forgot about sorry but I'm forgetting whole traps now so oh there my was the goodness that was another example of dude I love like, Funky editing. Dumbest moment in the movie. He's trying to peel the wax off like she's going to be okay. And there's legit like hamburger underneath it, like where her face used to be. <laughs> I like that. Well, that's He's like, are you okay? Because... Breathe. Like, Ugh. it's just like, it's literally <laughs> it's looks like, okay. it like just looks like they went to the, mask. it looks like they went to the butcher and just got raw meat that they stuffed underneath yeah. it. It was, yeah. it was, I don't know if this was like a conscious aesthetic choice by Bowsman or not, but like, you know, because we, we talked a little bit, they don't fetishize the traps quite as much but there's the the movie is still just as gory like there are some really from that first kill the dude's fingers getting ripped out like i was like 
Yeah, that one hurt to watch. I was yeah. I was down with uh, that one. It was like, oh, geez. <laughs> but it's it's more. It's like in some ways, it's not that it's more visceral because it's visceral in those other Saw movies too. But you don't get the like trap porn. It's like it kind of cuts yeah. right to the, you know, the gore part. But yeah, there's no setup for him, and so there's no emotional weight to him. They just kind of like, boom, here's a trap, and then they give you a plot dump and say, this is why this guy is bad if you didn't pick it up from the scars on his face, and then <laughs> and move on. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there isn't the B plot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. I see what you're saying. I hadn't really thought about it. I was just like, yeah, A cab. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally, honestly, Rachel, though, see, like, you can enjoy this movie. Like, I, I think that we, I mean, part of what, part of what we do is not, not you, I mean, a person could, but like, I think it's, I love movies like this. Cause while I'm watching it and I, cause I don't, I have long, long ago lost the ability to watch a movie just from the point of view of like, I'm a movie goer. Like, I'm always just thinking of the show. Like, <laughs> right. what, what kind of show is this going to be? And it's like, oh, this is dumb. And it's going to be fun to make fun of it on the show. But like, it's, I think it's dumb fun for a lot of yeah. it. Um, I do think, like, for me, the, the trap repetitiveness is what then started to bum me out as it went on. Because I kind of, like, Caitlin, I think you said, Caitlin, it picked up for you in the third act. The third act was a point that I was at which, like, I'm cool. I don't need to see where this goes. Like, I probably wouldn't finish this if I was not watching it for the show. It did draw me in emotionally. Like, I, wow. I was just checking my notes to make sure I hit all the points. And I was like, oh, no. Like, the father-son. It's like, oh. Yeah. It did. I don't know. Like, maybe, I'm going to be honest with you, Caitlin. Exactly the audience they want. They're like, is she dumb? Is she going to see it coming? No. <laughs> is she going to be sad? <laughs> like, the the father son thing in this movie did absolutely nothing for me because I don't. I do not buy Sam Jackson any role he's ever been in. Oh come on! It's Pulp that's Fiction. Strong. He's good in Pulp Fiction. How's that? I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff. I'm sure. I believe can. he did not want the snakes on the train. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb too. Well, it's like it's like so because I can't say that I ever actually okay. watched the trailer. So Here's when part Cena of Jackson showed up. I was kind of like, whoa. This whoa, is like he, a I cop. don't know if he was in the trailer, but he was definitely on the poster. He's mm-hmm. he's they do. This is yeah. like a cop movie written by a person who decided they were not interested in learning anything about how actual cops work. Like it is just like their best guesses about what would happen. Like one of the silliest scenes is when um, Chris Rock gets shot. And like, for some reason, every cop in the precinct is hanging around right, right after this happens. And then Sam Jackson showed up. And he's like, you, why didn't you help my son? And he just like punches somebody in the face. I'm like, are we just, are we having like our daily meeting here at this shooting scene? Like, why is every cop in the precinct here? All of the, deta- yeah, it's, and well, every it's, it's all of the cops one. who are still there. Like, yeah, 10 years the retired later. One. Yeah. It's yeah. just funny. Like, it's just a lot of stuff like that. That's very convenient for the plot, but feels super lazy. Well, it's the, biggest, the biggest fault for that for me, sorry, I'm just going to charge on ahead here, was Samuel Jackson disappeared for like 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. They and, had and a loose attempt at trying to steer, make him a red herring, but no, he just kind of disappears and shows up at the end. <laughs> well, and they like, I mean, they explain where he went, but it yeah. definitely felt more like they only had him for two days and... We're going to maximize like what we get out of them. Yeah. I mean, the, th- that's like the other, I mean, one of the other major issues, there's just, the plot is too complicated. Like there's actually like, com- I mean, I guess the other Saw movies are really insanely complicated too. <laughs> this um, one is, um, it's, it goes down so smooth compared to the later. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, look, but that's, I think maybe that's a commentary on all the Saw films of oh, like, 
sure. that, that like it's just there's too many kind of things that have to get connected. You know, it's like you have to Casey mentioned, like each cop that gets into a trap, they have to like tell their backstory, but then they have to like explain the whole backstory. Yeah, and the yeah, department yeah. is cro- crooked and like it all comes together. And it's like, oh, yeah, they show this wanna- particular flashback to this crooked cop situation like 17 times throughout this movie. And we yeah, see, yeah. I get, I mean, <laughs> I understand that as a trope where each time maybe they're giving you a little more, but a lot of times they're just showing you the same piece over, oh, including oh, yeah. after the reveal, they show it to you again. Can, we well, saw that so, old guy say, uh, fuck him when, uh, Chris rock called for backup that oh, one time in the past, like four, five times. Yeah. <laughs> this is, can I, could we, use, I, I could have used more Chris rock in a backwards baseball hat flashback. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it was very like, uh, I need younger. more mustache context for Samuel L. Jackson, please. It was very like, Hey kids. <laughs> Can we can we throw down the spoiler alert? Because sure. like that that flash, I think Rachel I think, spoiled the movie in the first ninety seconds. I know, so I think I'm we're good, so John. Sorry. <laughs> really? You're fine. Uh, I think I, I did. It went over my head. Um, <laughs> that the flashback I think you're referring to, Eric. And this is like this is like just bad filmmaking, independent of so like it always drives me nuts when there's they're they're like showing. So when you see the flashback for the first time, it's sort of in, you're like supposed to think, I guess, that Chris Rock's remembering it. But the scene that he's remembering, he didn't see. Mm. So it's like it's actually more of like an omniscient That's presentation wow. of that scene. It just and blew so, my mind. Well, but it's just it's just cheating, right? Because like they hmm. in an omniscient narrator universe, like they could just tell you all of it up front. Like that. You know what they reveal at the end. Right, it's that, not a character who doesn't have information and is just remembering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. It's clearly ghost of Jigsaw Cam. I don't know. But like, then they, you know, they do the. I can't remember how they. I think it's just a cut. I don't think it's like a zoom or anything. But it's like, turns out there was someone behind the guy who was shot. You know, like standing. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, like Chris Rock. But then it was unclear. I guess Chris Rock interacted with him at the time. That he was said, like, he, he put said, his finger up to his mouth and said, Shh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Uh, Otherwise the cops will just start killing kids around here. Don't <laughs> it's like, but that brings me back to the question from the beginning of the show after your, uh, plot drop there, John, was he, so was Chris Rock targeted by Max Mengele's character or, did he just happen to be the first one to show up at the subway and got the case? And so he's the one that got the ship shipped to him. Well, he was I, like, do you have any idea how hard it was for me to be your part? Like get to be assigned to this precinct. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the idea was, yeah. I think you might say, you might say way. it would be impossible to do what he did. Caitlin. <laughs> 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 and the idea that a kid would have that much forethought is hilarious. Yeah. Like, I'm going to grow up and be a cop and get assigned to his thing. And then I'm going to be his partner. And then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to come up with the world. And then I'm going to come up with the world's most convoluted plan. And then I'm also going to try to murder his father, which will definitely want him, make him want to be on my side. The, the other thing. So the, so the other hilarious, like, saw. Uh, I also cannot take this dude seriously. Problem. He's so pretty and, like, clean looking. Like, I can't take him seriously as a bad guy. Well, so the, the other problem in all the soft films, right, is, like, Tobin Bell. I think they explain how he gets all his money. But, like. Right. It would be really expensive to build all these tracks. John, not like, just expensive, but you need to be a fucking super genius engineer. Yeah, engineer. An engineer. Slash so like science, slash guy, murder scientist. But Max Minghella or whatever, like he's also going through police academy. Like it's not. Yeah. He, he was like doing other shit. Like, cause Tobin Bell, at least there was it. I just feel, I can't, again, I can't remember. Rachel, again, you, <laughs> but I feel like. I don't know 
I became the saw historian. <laughs> well, you you just have like the most. You're like you're close. I just to it. remember yeah, yeah. that one of the characters that comes into one of the mid tier sequels is like his wife. Yeah, becomes yeah. involved. She, yeah, she's in like multiple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget, yeah. Max somewhere while going to police academy had to learn how to tattoo too. Yeah, I would do that line. I took the hand and I tattooed. Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> I wish they would have shown that. That was the giveaway, though, when... Th- I, so this I took was his the hand into a tattoo parlor. Well, when that guy, when he gets killed, like when he, when he gets killed, when that body shows up, that was sort of the giveaway because it was like, he didn't do anything. We also didn't see the kill. Yeah, you didn't we see didn't, the kill. There's no backstory plot dump. Like, so I was, yeah. when that happened, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is super weird. And I thought it was just like laziness. And I wrote it off as bad filmmaking. And that's why when it came back, I was like, huh. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, <laughs> Colleen and I predicted this, pre- called this pretty early on that it was going to be Max Benghella by the end. And there wasn't any really strong giveaways other than they set it up that obviously Chris Rock knew all these other people that were involved, all the other cops and everything. And he was the one outsider. That and Max Benghella's got like two emotions and he's kind of a bastard on uh, Handmaid's Tale. So it just kind of fit. <laughs> See, yeah, I was Elizabeth was telling me he's on Handmaid's Tale. I only know him from the Facebook movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Where he's a super uh, preppy, like Harvard student. So, like, that's my only context for him. That's everyone in that movie, no? Really? Yes, no one I else. No one else here. My mind. No one else here has seen the Facebook movie. Yeah, yeah. I have. I have the yeah. Social Network. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen it like twenty times. To be fair. Oh, I've seen it one time when it's it a came good movie. out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I. Uh, one thing that I was confused about is how this like 35 year old supermodel became the chief of police <laughs> in this, in this <laughs> scenario, like good for her, I guess. And it, they explained that she kind of climbs her way to the top through being crooked and shitty. But the whole time I was like, this just doesn't make sense. Like I, I couldn't, there was, I can buy into a lot of things, including Chris Rock in a baseball cap being like, what's up youth and being like, you know, 20 or something. But I was like this woman, there's no way. And then when they show her young, they're like, we gave her bangs. It's funny because that captain was played by Marisol Nichols, who was recently in uh, the Riverdale show as Veronica's mom, Veronica Lake's mom, or Veronica Lodge's mom. But you know what role she's most famous for? And it blew my mind when I first figured it out watching Riverdale. She was Audrey Griswold in Vegas Vacation. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, my lord. She had, I mean, yeah, that was like teen, teenage. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jesus. Um. Yeah, that was cool with watching her drown in wax. So, yeah, that was the part. I liked the face. I liked the face peel part. That I was kind of like, oh, it was just funny. I because he's peeling it away in a way that suggests that he's hoping she's still alive. Well, <laughs> he, it's just he like gives her mouth to mouth. It's like hamburger There's, helper. Yeah. It's just disgusting. that when I, when he gave her the mouth to mouth, I was like. It's but, like yeah. when like Paul Hollywood is pulling like a chocolate ganache off of something in Great British Baking Show. <laughs> 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 he's it so gingerly, like it's gonna be fine underneath. Yeah, exactly. like, no. yeah. <laughs> gross, super gross. That was one of the definitely more disgusting things in this movie. All right, is that it? Um, I don't mean. Do we want to talk about the 
See, like you, I can't just watch movies and turn my brain off anymore. So Love I have it. a lot of notes about the shifting politics. Sure. Yes, please. <laughs> franchise and how I think I'm kind of okay. So I appreciate one of the things I appreciated about this was that we moved away from the jigsaw um philosophy i guess we could call it um and i know you were saying you wish that he was in this i was actually relieved he wasn't because then the movies just like twist into like an aurora boris of ridiculousness um but also jigsaw i don't know that he plays in the same way that he would have in 2004 interesting right so walk walk me through it OG of grievance politics, right? Mm. Like he is this person who the system worked for forever. He is someone who, you know, he was able to become an in like the murder engineer, right? He amassed enough wealth to have like 5,000 warehouse in Housington. And then when suddenly the f- system fails him, he goes on a murder spree and he's like punishing everyone else and like doing it through cruelty, right? right. So he is the emblematic of a lot of the like really fucked up politics that we're experiencing now. And so I think you had to lose him in this and modernizing it by talking about some topical things like police corruption I um, and moving away from individual people that right it's like turning it's like turning you. it's like turning the lens more on institutional corruption than yeah. on just people who did some bad stuff sometimes well yeah, yeah. It, he this jigsaw is outsider right like yeah I like trying, that yeah that's interesting so but. I mean I do think where it kind of pulls its punches though is by taking its two other characters of color and making them the big bag bad and their henchmen. Right. So like it leans into a cab a little bit, but it's like, Oh, not black lives matter though. Too far, too far, <laughs> too far. <laughs> well, it is like, it's the, so the, the sort of extra twist at the end, which made me really sad is when, you know, Chris rock, the idea is like, okay, he lets the dude escape so that he can save his dad. But when the wire is tripped, it looks like Sam Jackson's character is raising a gun and they shoot before asking any questions, which like in this scenario, it is what it is. But like, I appreciated like that there was an, in the air. Yeah. He was like a marionette. Like I appreciated <laughs> that there was an attempt at commentary there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it felt maybe like a little tacked on, but now that we're sort of walking through that, like, yeah, this is about more systemic mm-hmm. sort of corruption rather than just like one off bad people doing bad things once or twice in their life. Right. Yeah. I think this movie does a really good job of hinting at something interesting. I think there's a kernel of something really interesting here. And this is a franchise that is begging for a better writer. Because (laughs) I think if somebody had some like actual cultural critique teeth, they could do something really interesting in this world. It's just not what's happened so far but well and and like the idea of like the copycats and like the the folks who are inspired by jigsaw like right that they play with that in the earlier films right i mean yeah yeah but this time to your point like yeah you could go a different direction here that yeah i mean it, it's you're right i it's a very fair it's a good point like it's very um it, it does feel more relevant but I mean, <laughs> listen, I mean, it's punching up, which I appreciate. Do I yeah, think yeah, all yes. the punches connect? I do not. No, but yeah. well, it's, I mean, you bring up a I mean, super interesting point, too, which is that that first Saw movie came out in like 2003. So if you think which actually like considering geopolitical events this week is kind of interesting and like kind of cyclical in a weird way, like mm-hmm. I've there are arguments to be made about that original wave of torture porn coming out of the mood of the country sort of in post 9-11, two fresh wars. You were, you know, coming off of the revelations of like 
what went down on at Abu Ghraib and you've got yep. um uh Guantanamo and like all this kind of shit. So like I mean, there's been a lifetime of geopolitical and economic change that's happened since this movie has come out. So I, I like what you're saying, Rachel is like, this film is a kind of endless. It's not, it's not like brilliant social commentary, but, but yeah. it doesn't have to be yeah. right to be pointed. Mm-mm. Like, I think it's, it, that's a super interesting point to just point out like how different the world is since that first saw movie came out. Mm-hmm. But they had a lot of options if they wanted to be brave, they could have gone a lot of different directions here because there's really no reason for our our token jigsaw in this movie to copycat jigsaw, right? I mean, none of his philosophies were the same or anything. He just kind of tacked onto him because they're famous. He could have taken some of jigsaw's philosophies, like with the spirals and stuff and done his own thing. And it could have been a completely different movie, which would have been at least been more interesting. On that really quick on the spirals, the whirls, is that a thing? Like I couldn't remember the spiral. Like, Anyone referencing the spirals before this movie? I don't think so. I think they okay. were just yeah. j- like Jigsaw <laughs> Billy's face. Oh, um, yeah, the little chicks with the, yeah. the whirls on them. Yeah. No, it was like a design element for sure. Like it, that, but, took but it wasn't like a symbol with the twirly yeah, like, knife yeah. thing. If yeah, there people are going to like. It's, yeah, like recognize the spiral. That's true. like in the you are, there's a scene when he walks into the room. I can't. Is it? It's it's Samuel L. Jackson. I think walks into the room in the one scene and the whole wall. It's like just spirals mm-hmm. everywhere. It's like what? Yeah. I don't know. I don't well, know. If it's it's a funny reference to the terrible game because like you're supposed to go towards all the spiral rooms, but. <laughs> It's funny because there is a uh, Japanese manga and maybe a movie, I don't remember, called Spiral by Junji Aitio, which is like pretty uh, famous as far as horror nerds go. And every time they first started talking about this movie, I just kind of assumed that's what they were going for. So then once it was finally revealed, it was a book of Saw movie. It's like, oh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> but they stuck to it. Different direction. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Spiral. Would you recommend it, Rachel? Just to, I think I would feel more comfortable recommending this than I the middle whole middle section of Saw. Um, That's fair. I would, yeah. So I, I mean, if you like Saw, you should put this in your eyeballs. If you don't like Saw, I mean, look at if you've come this far. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely. Why stop? If you made it through 3D and Jigsaw, do yourself. If you come this far, this you're part. basically, you know. You're on an odyssey of the mind. You sort of owe it to yourself to continue the journey, I feel like. Worst vision quest ever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Casey? I'm going to say no. Also fair. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is also the correct. Both valid opinions, yeah. Uh, Caitlin? Yeah, why not? John? No. Mine's qualified. Like, I think, you know, like, along the lines of what Rachel's saying, like, if if you're a Saw person, you know who you are. Just watch it. Like, you're going to anyway if you haven't already. So just do it. Yeah. But, like, the Saw people are going to watch it whether but, I yes or no anyway. But so. I think, John, <laughs> right. But I think there's a certain amount of people out there who are on the periphery who are like, if they hear, hey, they reinvented this thing and it's really good, they might want to go see it. I don't know that this will level, like rises to that level. So you may want to. I think there's a certain amount of people that would go and watch it just because Schnarr said no. I'll be honest. I think I would have. I think I might have enjoyed him. it more in the theater, just seeing it yeah. in a little bit more of a spectacle kind of yeah. way. I guess. Like, I also like. Uh, it was easy to get distracted, like having distractions yeah. around me in I, this movie. I, yeah, I, I think crowd engagement would have been fun. It was only like an hour and third. I mean, this was like a tight 
tighter. It was. It was. 90. So. You are correct, sir. All right, guys. Mixed bag from the BGH crew. There it is. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. You know, a lot of people write me and say, hey, Joe Bob Briggs, just what is Monster Vision? You don't need no special glasses or an insect's head. Just a healthy love for slime and disrespect for the dead. We'll talk about some movies by the old double wide. And when you get that creepy feeling creeping up inside, well, then you got Monster Vision. It's a heck of a fright. We're tearing the heart out of Saturday night. These Monster Vision movies serve a primitive drive. Cause watching people die can make you feel so alive So throw away your clicker now, the flicks have begun Cause there's nothing you can do while fully dressed It's as fun as watching ENT beneath the bug zapper light We're tearing the heart out of Saturday night Tearing the heart out of Saturday night Hey, I'm Joe Bob Briggs, and you're listening to the Bloody Good Horror Podcast. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. And we're back. Rachel. Yeah. I'm so glad you could join us tonight. Thank you for uh, yeah. uh, stopping on by. You want to tell um, listeners just a little bit about yourself and like zombie girls, where they can find you and stuff like that? Sure. So I am the host of a few podcasts on the Zombie Girls Network. Caitlin has been a guest and I'm hoping we'll be again sometime very soon because she is a goddamn delight, which you all know already. Um, So yeah, so there's the Zombie Girls podcast where I host with a bunch of my girlfriends. We just talk about horror through a feminist perspective to varying success um and then there's more deadly which focuses specifically on movies that are directed by women directors and uh uh stream queens which is basically me and a friend get drunk and talk about a horror movie you can stream on the internet and then we have a new nick cage show where we're just going through the man's very varied uh filmography oh that's great yeah. there's no, lots, just lots, the of, lots of material oh, no, no. Into that. we, we started oh, with a pilot that he was in called the best of times which is on the youtubes and uh it is him and crispin glovers as teens and there are dance numbers <laughs> and uh let me tell you nick cage has some moves <laughs> wow. I am on board. Love it. I, so, I, would, I would recommend it just for the nine to five cover that he does in shirtless and overalls. Into it. <laughs> I mean, one of the most memorable horror moments of the last decade is him and his tidy whities and Mandy like freaking out, <gasps> drinking liquor. I know. It's good times. Uh, what's the best way for people to find that show? Sure. Well, your, I mean, we're all on your all shows. the your usual pod platforms you can follow us on uh instagram at 
ZG Podcasts. That's probably the best place to find us. Cool. Um, and then if or, you're searching for it, the spelling is important. Oh, yes. It's, yeah. Thank you. It's uh, Zombie G-R-R-L-Z. It's like a nod to Riot Girls and also the fact that we started it in like 2000. Hence the zombie. I love that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's good stuff. Oh, thanks. Um, I mean, this show is called Bloody Good Horror because I picked some stupid name when I was like 20 years old. So there you go. <laughs> I know. I thought it was going to be like British the first time I listened to it. And I was like, yeah, nope. right. I mean, it was actually right around the same time. I started this first, the, the tw- 2021 is actually the 20th anniversary of the original proto baby version of Bloody Good Horror that Mark and I made as a website. Yeah. That is more, yeah, that is more officially now more life than I have lived with no BGH. Oh man, that is wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad. I mean, you guys have definitely been uh, my podcast. You didn't know this, but we've been friends for years. Love it. I I've, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, you guys listen to podcasts, so you know, you feel yes. like you have like, it's like when you have a sex dream about someone and you've had this experience, they have no <laughs> idea. It's not only conversational. <laughs> and then you see them and it's weird. <laughs> Yeah, I I was telling you before the show, I've been listening ever since my I remember my very first episode was the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. It was when I was commuting into San Francisco every day and wanted to die. And you guys saved me through traffic. And I was always like, when I got through the backlog, I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Once a week, I had a great commute. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. I mean, everyone. So I'll run into people that are like, yeah, I listened to the whole backlog like five times. Which is wild. I have shows that I have shows that I've done that with where I just when I get backed around, I just cue them back up from the top. I would not recommend people go back too far with our show, but I think most people. Yeah, there's a cut off. All about shenanigans, you know. Yeah, there's a cut off for me. Fans know about shenanigans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, awesome. Thank you for that, Rachel. So, zombie girls. G R R L Z. That's us. Yes. Speaking yeah, of that. shenanigans, that's the one time I've ever seen Eric like freak out in public when we were at Horror Hound. And he said something about shenanigans and somebody walking by is like, I know that voice. I listen to that show. And he's like, oh, shit, they recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> that was exciting. That was kind of cool. It was a long, that was like 10 years ago. It was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. It was K- longer than that. Casey, um, I'm ready for Twitter, sir. You're ready for Twitter? Yes. All, All right. right. We have the hashtag AskBGH. We have quite a few out there. First up, we have from Drake Dangerson. Who would you cast as the leads for a Saw Universe rom-com? Huh. I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be Costa. I was going to say, how about Costa's Mandalore? Costa's Mandalore, (laughs) Tobin Bell. Yeah. (laughs) Finally, back together. When I think of what someone with the, the range to pull name? that off, it's definitely him. Um, <laughs> Jill Tuck. God, I hate myself. Just right Jill? Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it that thing, though, where like you don't know yeah, it's his wife at first, and then it's revealed to be his wife? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Because yeah. that's a thing in those, like, you, you couldn't ever just be who you were. It had to be revealed at the end of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <sighs> next up. At Relon Films says, come on, guys, let's get more comedians in horror films. I'm thinking Adam Sandler and Hostel or Kevin James and Hellraiser. Who would you like to see? Well, Kevin James was in that uh, Becky. Yeah. But you know who's great is um, Josh. I guess you'd consider him a comedian is Josh Gad in that um, 
uh, zombie movie. What's that Little called? Monsters. Yeah. yeah I mean, that was basically a comedy, though. Yeah, he that's was true. Like, that's true. Well, Danny McBride, didn't he do a lot of writing for Halloween, the new Halloween? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. I would love to see him in anything. Yeah, Did I you agree. see the, yeah. the Alien Covenant? Like, oh. he has one of those places where everything sounds like a joke. He be, yeah, And so I kept being like, oh, he <laughs> is. Oh, no, no, it's just Alien. Dude, okay. you're right. He is I an mean, Alien to be, Covenant. I totally forgot that. Yeah, but to be fair, they put him in like a straw cowboy hat for that movie, right? They did. So yeah. yeah, that's true. It was. It was like on the line. Yes. Well, and, and Rachel knows this well. I We covered False Positive, the new A24 Monstrous Motherhood movie on Plug It Up. And while the movie left a lot to be desired and left some lasting images in my brain that neither of us were prepared for, um, I would like to see Alana Glazer, who is a comedian, do more horror. Ah. I mean, she was great. It's not her fault. <laughs> Although I guess we she held her to a high standard, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, see so what else we got? We got a ton of right. Instagram to get next up, to. Next up, we have from at Erie, Arizona. This is a good question. What are you looking for when you go shopping in a spirit of Halloween store? I am so I don't really do, I'm just like an apartment dweller. I have been for a long time. So I don't really stock up on like outdoor decorations or even really like here's what I'm looking for. And this is how you know you're a spooky person. I'm looking for like spooky items like clothing that I can wear year round. Like or decor yeah. for the home. Yeah, sure. Like one year I bought like uh sunglasses that were just skeletons and I wore them for like amazing. a year and a half until they broke because they were cheap as shit, <laughs> but they were amazing. Yeah, you get in there and suddenly things get very reasonable. You're like, yes, I need a dead <laughs> baby for my perch. Duh. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah I like Go ahead. Usually we're in there a lot, so I'm usually more towards the Halloween decorations because we like to go all out. Well, now, great, Casey, then, you've got, Casey, you have the suburban spread there, and you guys you guys do a whole scene in your yard every year. Right, exactly. But then, other than that, I'm going for decor because I know the clothes aren't going to fit me because I'm a big boy. But, like, coffee mugs with my favorite horror movies and cheesy shit on it and magnets and stickers and stuff, I'm all there. Casey, do you have the giant 12-foot skeleton from Home Depot? You're my only hope. <laughs> I do not yet, but I do have a big, pretty big uh, Audrey 2 and a pot. Uh, okay. I'll have to post a picture of that. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, next up from our buddy at Skizbot, which trap from the Saw series grosses you out the most? So I came prepared because I follow Skylar and I adore Skylar. And I was like, I'm going to give a good answer for this one. And in the pre-show, I was looking at an article that was like the, the saw traps ranked. And I think we all are grossed out by the needle pit. That one's really rough. Um, but one that I had erased from my mind is one called the pig vat where a man is laying in some sort of basin and they're like liquefying dead pigs and like drowning him in the goo. <laughs> and that's repulsive. <laughs> what number is that from? What, it's what? Saw 3. That's oh, pretty disgusting. Early. So Saw 3, I believe, is the only one that I've never seen. Because it How fell... How did you know what was going on the rest Because of the it fell in between like... 
pre pre this show existing, I had seen the first two and then I kind of was like a little not in horror for like a year or two. And then we kind of picked back up with the site and the show. And then we started picking back up with, with four. I, I think we did four on this show and that's where we picked I it think up. You might be right. So I missed uh, the shitload of cane in there, but it's super important. Yeah. No, because a lot of four is flashbacks from three and like things that pay off from three. And it's like a whole thing. But yeah. I know it's a Stockholm syndrome speak talking, but you really should watch three. <laughs> well, two, I remember like I've seen pieces of three and I remember two and three being decent from what I've seen. Yeah. I, if this were a trilogy, this, this would be a pretty great franchise because that's the last one Lee Winnell wrote and there's a right. full arc that happens. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah. I guess we'll bring in Costas Mandalore. Yeah. And then the, uh, right. The other ones were written by Swift right? Damien Swift and some other dude or something. There's right? a couple. There's yeah, like there's a, a two, there's a duo or something. So there's mm-hmm. one that I always remember from one of the later sequels. And I don't know that I'd say it grossed me out the most, but it really, I was hard for me to watch at the time where there was like a black box that you couldn't see in. And you had to, there's a thing you had to fit to escape the room. You had to fill this thing with enough blood to open the door. But you did that by sticking your hands inside of this box that had like spinning saws blades in it. So you had to basically, jack up your hands and bleed into this thing enough to like release the trap, which seemed just crazy to me. For me, I think it's the rack from the third movie where the guy's just like twisting all of his limbs. Do you remember this? I don't. Yeah. No, you missed three because you're not a true fan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The, the voice activated like fish hook thing from, I think it's, Six, where the needles are coming closer to her neck, and then, he, but there's a key down her throat on a line of his shooks that she has to pull out. That one's pretty upsetting. Also, very advanced. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they use science for that one. <laughs> well, we'll get into the laser collars if we ever talk about jigsaw. As oh, I proved earlier, Chester Bennington <laughs> super glued to a car seat obviously stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up we have from Anna Claire says, I didn't realize things were getting pushed out again. In general, I'm so bummed and scared about the COVID numbers. Just want everyone to stay safe and spooky. But how do you feel about, with all the new news coming out, heading back to the theaters? We have kind of put brakes on it a little bit here at the show, just understanding people might not be super comfortable. I think... Like I'm going to see Halloween in the theater. Like I am vaccinated. Like you know, everybody, everybody's going to be masked up. Like I'm not. Well, I th- I I don't know if theaters are still mask masking. Are they? Uh, That's a great question. Because I went to I was at I've been to three movies, but they were all right in that span when all the mask mandates went away. So like yeah. I actually am not sure now what theaters are doing. That's a really good question. But I feel in general I'm feeling like bummed that stuff's rolling back. But I feel a lot more safe because myself and like most of my people are vaccinated so i'm feeling better it's not great i wouldn't say john no it's, it's not terrible great. no it's but terrible yeah. it's real bad <laughs> <laughs> all right next up from a longtime friend of bloody good horror at mary was it scary we haven't heard from her for too long she says, hello, bloody good horror. Important, it's spelled B-L-U-D-H-Y. If you had to go through one of the saw traps, which one would you choose and would you survive? Just FYI, bloody spelled B-L-U-D-H-Y is from, there's a YouTube video that Mary and I like where this little kid has a cut blood, and he's uh, like, blood. Yeah, yeah. And so we spell blood like with an H at the end and blood 
is how we pronounce it. So. <laughs> it's a pretty strong inside BGH slack joke too. So, um, I, I couldn't do. I'm I'm not going to do well in any of these. Like I can't. Yeah. Preferably yeah. one with one's a, over the quickest. Pref not yes, the one exactly. Preferably one with a short timer because I'm not going to fucking do it. So just kill me. Like just get over with. Eric's at the, Eric gets hit by the train. Like, uh, <laughs> and gets his tongue ripped out at the same time. <laughs> he got both. That's the thing. He got no. both things. That's why that one's so messed up. Like it wasn't one or the other. It, it was pretty quick though. Like the tongue came out, and it's still it's <laughs> yeah, it's quick. Honestly, ah. that needles don't phase me so much. Like when I'm getting a shot and stuff. So I gotta think my best shot is the needle pit. In uh, in my panic, I would block out the gross infection possibilities of everything going on. I was going to say, Casey, they were dirty. <laughs> oh, I know they were dirty, but yeah, I think in the painting, I could block that out. I mean, the OG, like if you had to do it, like saw your own handoff situation. Well, like there was that, uh, what was the 127 hours, the like hiker who had to like cut off his own, I think, leg with like a pocket knife. I mean, I don't know. It seems like the saw, the, the, the OG original saw trap is like kind of easy from there, you know? So... Yeah, but how long would you last before you figured you were just being lazy and didn't want to cut off your hand and waiting for Jig, you know, to prove Jigsaw's point? <laughs> There'd be a war there, I think, for me that I may outlast him. I definitely would take a couple naps. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last tweet from at Final Girl Scout. Hi, all you pretty people. If you had to escape from a Rube Goldbergian saw esque trap, that is made only of sex toys. What sexy toy would you choose to be ensnared by? Pocketing, perhaps. No comment. I don't know enough sex toys. I think he's going to be Caitlin. Let's hear more. Oh, sweet, sweet innocent John. I love you. What was the one? The Vajankle? The Vajankle. <laughs> yeah, Vajankle's the one she referenced. John, that's not a toy. That's a, a horror device. <laughs> I mean, so says you, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> Rachel, you Rachel, have a. We'll catch you up. I think I figured. Rachel, you have a look on your face, like you're. You have a look on your face, like you're going to ask me what this is, and I'm going to ask you to please not, because I don't no, want to have to I mean, say it again. That was a dark time. That was a dark episode. We we you know. Go ahead, Caitlin. What you got? Well, I don't know why I'm being. I don't know why I'm being called on. <laughs> is it because I have the vagina podcast? Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, uh, is like blacking out an option. Cause I feel like <laughs> I would just be like, opt out. And then like, I think, <laughs> I think the answer is congratulations. You've embarrassed us all. And none of us have a good answer. We're all blushing. She's good at that. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Is that a Casey on Twitter? It is it. Love it. We got so many Instagram questions this week. Oh, before we do that, John, housekeeping. We've had a bunch of questions. Um, with Mr. Joe leaving, since he obviously was always the champion of the BGH 5K, people have been asking. We are going to do it. I don't remember what date it was, John, so we should figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> October. Oh, we can figure it out. It, it we may it may end up being slightly modified from the date we originally said. We could also go back and listen to the podcast probably and figure out. But if out. you're training, keep training. Well, we, have a record of this. we probably <laughs> are we might be able to work on a situation like for medals for winners, but we're probably not gonna do medals for like everyone. But we really love the event. We love being able to share everybody's posts on social media and in Slack and stuff. So like we wanna 
um, we'd really like to do it. So we're gonna we're gonna do it this year, John. And you know what? I will I will pledge to walk it this year. I'm gonna be running either way. So you know. Yeah, I know you're athletic. We why the we hell get not? it, John. I'm gonna send so much memoral support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get we're it, John. Thinking of you so hard, John. You have John. You have the calves of a Greek god. Okay, we understand. Um, yes, yeah, so that we'll and we'll get some info up soon, so that there's like a landing place for that stuff. Uh, first question on Instagram: Do you guys get down with Lemax Spooky Town? Oh, is those like the little houses, like where people do Christmas ones? Um, yeah. So I looked it up, but this is a specific kind that is sold at um, Michaels. Is it Mike? Hold on, let me look though. Yeah. Okay, they're at Michaels, but it's like a its own brand. This shit is so expensive. I want to meet the person who buys a lot of this shit. And be like, what kind of life are you living, bro? Like, let me in on this action. Also, what kind of like uh, tablescape do you have where you can put all them out? You right. know. I mean, it's you. Called it's called Lee Max. Lee Max, L E E M A X. One word is the name of the brand. They also make Christmas Town stuff. From what oh, I saw. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, Kaylin. To your point, company. like it's a lifestyle. You know. It's not I did uh, last Halloween. I did, you know how at Christmas you get the little ceramic trees and it has the little like glass or plastic bulbs and you plug it in and it lights up. I did get the black tree with like the orange and white and purple bulbs and sent that to a cousin of mine. Cause we are, we're fond of the ceramic tree. I love it. Yeah. Also a lifestyle. Um, <laughs> can see. I make that my sex toy answer? <laughs> Dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> Is dubstep still a thing? Is dubstep still a dubstep? thing, John? I Googled it. Turns out it's coming back. So good news. I mean, I would have said it didn't go away. It was, it I'm sure there were people for Here, whom it was still alive. Let's put it that way. Here's the thing. Let's that first, that first, first <laughs> that first stuff started <laughs> dropping in like 2011, John. So it's actually like pretty, in pop culture terms, it's pretty ancient at this point. It's um, ready for a revival. Pop quiz, how many bees will the new Candyman have? Yeah, I mean, One million. Do we think a it's going to be bees. way over the top, or you think it'll be like a couple of bees? Well, the real question is... Because I don't remember seeing bees in the trailer. Are there bees in the trailer? Oh, there's definitely... There's, honey, there's yeah. honeycomb in the marketing material. Yeah, so. that's true. The, the real question is, will... The actor, I can't remember who's playing... Or, well, we, they haven't, I guess, revealed... Well, whatever... Will he have the same uh, bee sting related uh, payout clause. in his contract yeah. uh, as as Tony Todd did? No, because um, they have CGI I, now. I, yeah, I'm assuming they're 100% CGI bees because that was bees. That was the other question: is like, will they even use real bees? But you know, probably not. I could do with like a swarm, like you know, when people have have come out and it's like they're wearing a suit of bees. I could, I would appreciate that. A suit of bees. I like a suit it. Of bees. Um, bees next up. Will you cover Christopher Pike when the Midnight Society comes out on Netflix? Is that happening? Yeah. Mike yeah. Flanagan, I think. Oh, oh really? He's doing that oh. one too? John, now, John, yeah. you were the one, John, that was into Christopher Pike, right? You and I know Elizabeth. I mean, said I read some of the Christopher Pike books, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the ones Elizabeth was into too. Were you also, Rachel, into the Christopher Pike? I have not read any of them. Oh. I mean, I've seen the... You, sound, you sounded for a second there like you were familiar. Well, I'm like, I'm very pro-Flanagan. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's the connection Celebr- for me. But I mean, 
let that dude the do whatever he wants. I saw the plot and it's like hospice kids, and I was like, oh, okay. twist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next up, will you be doing cameos? I don't know, John. What do you think? I think I should uh, get in the game. I, yeah, I will. I will not be. <laughs> it would be a very. It would be a very high price. I could tell you this: my cameos oh. would be um, more loving and attentive, and mm-hmm. less negging in my cameos. So, if that's I have the, a feeling yours would be a little shorter, Eric. I feel like you would get yeah. you would say it, and then you'd be like, "All right," a little more succinct. <laughs> yeah, I think so. If that's what you're looking for, hit me up. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get on there. It took Joe a long time to get on. Like he, Joe campaigned the cameo people to like he had to email and wait like months and months for them to approve it. But really? we'll see. Yeah, it's because I mean, it's like you got to be verified. It's like anything else. Um, it's like the ray of, I don't whatever. <laughs> I gotta know, and I'll, I'll. This was asked to me specifically, but I'll turn it to the group here. Um, best like underrated found footage movies. Like, what's a good found footage movie like that's a little under the radar? If you have one, Ooh. I'm gonna uh, draw Hell House because it's easy one and two. If you don't have Shutter, you probably don't know about it. And yeah. who other than people like us are going to know about Shutter? Oh my God, Kaylin and I went on an odyssey with these movies on Amazon Prime called <laughs> Bad yeah. Ben. Oh Bad my God. Holy <laughs> shit! There's like ten of them, and it's... Eric and I, Eric was like live texting me his uh, his watching, and I was like. This is the best. They are <laughs> they are the worst things ever made. They are like they're like um dollar store found footage movies where the star is just like this real schlubby middle-aged dude, like not even middle-aged, he's like an old dude it's basically. It's pretty much me. And like <laughs> He, he's like you cut it out ghost. like in it's the like first one he's trying to in the first one he's trying to flip a house but yet he's got some weird accent that might be a Philly accent or might be like Jersey or something but they're so awful but I cannot like okay okay. I put my water aside this is really important <laughs> I really want to do it for the show and here's what it, like, no we will lose listeners oh <laughs> no I might be into that now so here's the thing it is so special nowadays when I can find something that I can't, I genuinely don't know if these are supposed to be good or bad. Like I can't <laughs> tell you if it's intentional camp and that makes it delicious. Like I could not get enough of this movie. John, there are seven of these movies and they are all on prime. Well, you can get anything on prime. There's I'm a prequel. Sure like, oh. There's like multiple sequels. It is unreal how wild they are. So awful. One of them is like an Uber driver, right? <laughs> I haven't like seen that one. Uber driver. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and one is like pandemic, uh, you know, ghost hunting. It's it's like bad Ben, badder Ben. They have the best worst titles too. It's yeah. just oh my gosh. So I haven't heard either one of you. I've seen a number. I've seen parts of all of the bad Ben movies because my wife Colleen is a huge fan. She found them out there, loves found footage, and has watched them all. I haven't seen the most important. I heard the most important question from either of you. What's the purpose of the phone on the outside of the front door? Yeah, there's a yeah right. There's a phone on the outside of the house on the front porch. It's here's the deal too. Kayla and I were talking like part of the dude's vibe that's so amazing because he's in like the entire first movie is almost just him. Yeah. And what's so funny about it is he has this. Um, it's like he's not really scared of the ghost. He's like an he's put off like he's put out. He's 
annoyed. He's, he's like, annoyed get on out of here while I flip this house. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you can't, I can't believe you did it again. And it's just like, he's oh like, my god, don't gosh. move my blanket, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good impression, dude. My impressions tonight are really important. But it is like I would love for yeah, people who enjoy, you know, like. I think when the internet came around, this is exactly what it is. When the internet came around, we all enjoyed this journey of discovery where all the bad shit from like the 80s and 90s, it's just the stuff that was so weird and corny, you couldn't believe it existed. Like it started resurfacing, but then we like, uh, we, digest, like, we digested all of that, yeah, overexposed yeah. it, and now it's like nothing can surprise you anymore. This surprised me, and that's why it was so incredible <laughs> to me. Well, you guys also forget, though, Bad Ben is the ghost haunting the house. And at some point in those 10 movies, the Jersey Devil becomes part of the story. Oh, I didn't get that far. Yeah. And my problem is I like the first one so much. I tried to go too hard on the sequels right away. And it's like, you need a, a palette chaser or something. <laughs> you can't just marry Critical distance is important <laughs> yes. for the Bad Ben. I'm with Kaylin, though. I actually think it'd be really funny to do an episode on the first one, at least. I don't know if I'm getting See, here's the problem, though, is, John, if you, if Kayla and I were really into it, I know you would do it for us. I don't think Joe would have done it. Like, I wouldn't have even, no. brought, I wouldn't have even brought it up. Um, Love it. Let's put it Honestly, on Honestly, though, we ever do a Bad Ben episode, Um, I will skip out that week, and you guys can have Colleen sit in my place. <laughs> she knows all of them. She's seen them. She'll be perfect for you. Besides the main tentpole horror movies coming out, what smaller ones are you excited for? I have the hardest time keeping up with stuff because I'm not like my keeping up is usually I in had to the Google theater watching a trailer and so, like, or the trailers that are coming, you know, before the stuff we're seeing. Um, so it is like, I don't have, I'm not on Twitter as we've discussed. So I just like, don't, I'm not exposed to like what's coming. I don't know. I haven't solved this problem. Um, my answer was antlers. Oh yeah. Yes. That was yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah. last year. That was like a, that was like a big one for last year. That's been like a couple of years, hasn't it? Wasn't even before. I know it was supposed to come out there, but didn't it exist before that? Yeah, too? yeah. I mean, it had, they had been talking about it, but um, yeah, I, that's supposed to be pretty good. And the one with the director of Raw, Julia DeCorno, oh. her new movie looks mm -hmm. tight. How, how are Titan. you guys saying it? Titan. 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 I don't Titan. know. It's something French. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, Titan. I assume you have to say French. <laughs> um, but yeah, that movie, whatever it is, because I don't want to know. Uh, good good. It's wild. <laughs> I was gonna answer. You've seen it. You haven't. No, seen no, no, it. no. I've. I like. I said. I saw a spoiler that I was like. I'm gonna Ooh. need to see that with my eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> um, good gluten-free recipes, John. What do you got for that? <laughs> Come on. I would say, um, if anybody has them for our our buddy Chris here, let me know. I told him to DM. I mean, him. I can ask Suzanne. We she uses um. Oh God, I'm going to forget what it's called. There's like a chef who has like a website and she yeah, bought yeah. all the cookbooks and a lot of the recipes end up being gluten free. I mean, yeah. I mean, it depends on if you're trying to recreate stuff that has gluten in it, or if you're trying to find, do more like a paleo thing where you're doing more like meat and fresh veggies and stuff like, you know, they listen, I'll say this dish, define dish is the name of the, website, the advancements so. in gluten free technology have come very, very far. And if you're looking for, um, if you just, if you're cool with like a straight up flour amalgam, King Arthur makes a really, really good one to one gluten free flour for like baking stuff. So there you go. I'd love to answer more. 
I've been researching this topic for years, John. I just want to share this information with people. Um, but I wasn't going to type that on our question. So I said, told him to DM me. Um, do, 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 do. What horror movies do you think of immediately when you think of good sound design? John Carpenter films? Uh, Ridley Scott films? I said The Blair Witch Project because that movie's like all sound design. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like The Witch has good yep. sound design. Oh, yeah. Somebody sent that in. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, her, like the R.E.S. movies. I mean, oh, yeah, Hereditary. A quiet, a quiet place, fantastic use of sound. Yeah. That first one, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin, this one's for you, buddy. Did BGH cover mom and dad? It was great to hear it. Unplug it up. Oh, we, we did cover it a hundred years ago. We covered it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long, but yeah, a <laughs> hundred yeah, years. This... Uh, Caitlin, Selma Blair liked your tweet about plug it up. She did. Uh, so this week's episode that was released on plug it up was on mom and dad. And my brother was the guest because we were the movies t- called mom and dad. And we got to speculate like our chances against fighting our parents. It was a lot of fun. And Salma Blair liked the Instagram post. And I have been telling everyone because I'm so excited <laughs> that she liked the post. <laughs> that's amazing. Love it. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool. I love Selma Blair. She's cool. Uh, uh, Shutter is apparently working on a behind the monsters docu series. That's like about they're going to do series of movie like slashers style. Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. cool. I thought it was going to be behind that, like the show monsters. <clears throat> no, um, <laughs> not great. John, you told me I didn't give you a warning last week. This is the last Instagram question, oh, so I want you right. to start winding yourself down all right. for the evening. Okay. Um, this is a really great one to end on. Existential dread ruined my spooky season last year. Is it okay to allow myself to enjoy Halloween this year? Yes. I would say it's not only okay, but it is essential. Yes. Yeah. For all of us. And we actually had this conversation, listen. uh, with some family over our vacation and they were like, oh yeah, but like no one's going to do Halloween because of like COVID. I was like, Motherfucker, we did Halloween like crazy so, last year. I don't know what you're talking about. I did. Like, what we. Like, people aren't going to trick or treat. Like, the, it was like kids I were think, crazy. I want to say, I can't, I'm trying to remember like when we all started masking up. Was it after October? Like, no, no. Because yeah, we, we took masks like as adults with us. Yeah. And if we got close to people, we put them on. But like the kids, I mean, we. There I were took, people in our neighborhood who did. Um, have you guys seen candy slides? The tube. So, yeah, yeah, there was like tubes. There was a couple slides. I, mean, I so saw like, people too with like ever. tables set up outside so you didn't have to like come up to their door and stuff, which is a good yeah. idea. Yeah, we so, did candy bags in the table route and we just restocked it and we went through everything though still. I took the kids out on like basically in a wagon, like a walk, and we kind of just looked at decorations, but we didn't do any candy. I would say this year, like people, a lot more people, well, where I live especially, are vaccinated and like there's gonna, you know, everybody can mask up. We'll put masks on the kids. Like, I think we'll, I, I'm definitely gonna trick or treat with them this year. I think it'll be. Eric, cool. how old is Lily? She's like five, right? Six. No, five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> My five year old, yeah. if you told her she couldn't trick or treat, would stab no. you. It'd be, be uh, John, my kids listen to me. <laughs> oh, they listen, but it's still like they would wait till I was asleep and then they'd stab me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, saw trap daddy. Yes, I mean, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm yeah, like, I think you gotta enjoy enjoy the things you enjoy. I think it's imperative that we all find um, joy in our lives right now. That's my answer to that question. 
Speaking of joy, John, this show brings me joy. And it is now over. <laughs> so beautiful. Until next week. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, this has been you. so fun. Thank you for joining us. If you want to hear more of Rachel, you can Google the Zombie Girls Podcast, G-R-R-L-Z. You can find it in your pod thingies. And what are you um, guys on social again? Uh, ZG Podcasts, plural. Wonderful. Yeah. And there's definitely going to be future appearances uh, by the Zombie Girls and Rachel on BGH. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, hey, we I didn't blow it. <laughs> <laughs> we do not. Um, I don't think we've discussed what we're doing next week, but um, check, uh, keep an eye out. Bloody good horror on Instagram, BG horror on Twitter. Um, and also uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash bloody good horror. And you can see a weekly live stream of this show as well as get all our back episodes, John, you could go back and listen to episodes, John, before any of us knew what COVID was. Uh, those oh my God. Days. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yep. Okay. Life before being a mole person. <laughs> oh, like yeah, indeed. That's going to do it for another episode of BGH. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>